0: Podcast listeners, you are listening to The Long Journey Home. Who's Corbin Johnson? What a weekend for Trek it has been. I'm just coming off of regionals of Chicago DS9 area. Uh, We had our 2E regional, our Tribbles regional, and then our 1E regional in that order. And that's not necessarily the order in which I had fun, but (laughs) I will say this, I had a fantastic time. I... I am so grateful to everyone who put together, put the effort together to get this off the ground and it is time for me to share the story. Now I think I'm going to do this in multiple parts. Uh, I'm recording on a Sunday, technically I am driving for work. I'm about to hit a flight to do a little uh, business uh, on the east coast. So uh, if anyone in the, Rhode Island's list, in the Rhode Island area is listening, I'm not bringing any cards, but uh, uh, bring a deck and I'd be happy to play some games. All right. Um, so first part of the story I want to talk about, I'm not going to start with 2e. I've, I've got a, some... I got feedback one time that I don't talk about 1e enough on this show. So we're going to talk 1e this episode. I am going to hit the 2e in triples, though. Tribbles will be short. It'll be... We should never play pods of 8. The end. All right. So, we're done with the triples one right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe I won't talk about it. But, yeah, this... Uh, start. I, I thought I'd talk about deck selection. Uh, yeah, today I didn't know. When I woke up this morning, I did not know what 1E deck I was going to bring to regionals. And that's, that's, not, that's not always a good thing. Uh, the, the person who did win the tournament, he told me he was, uh, he didn't build it today, but he built, he built it recently. I'm sure he's played the deck before, and uh, he played a Borg Stop First Contact, and that's great. Turned out to be good for the meta, I think in two of his three games, his opponents were playing Fed. Uh, he, he's a good player anyway, it's um, uh, Jeremy uh, Huth, Huth. Uh, who won, and that was what the good money was on. Sorry, Moscow. I tried. <laughs> um, anyway, so, deck selection, I just recently built, uh, in, in the limited amount of one we get to play in this area, I think I played, I think we did three 1e tournaments this, uh, this year, and is that post-emissary? Three post-emissary uh, tournaments, maybe two or three. I haven't had a chance to play much online. I wish I did. The The way I get better at 1E right now is I intuit and uh, pray. And that's not good. Uh, I think you really have to practice and read a lot. Read tournament reports, read decks, understand new cards, have a solid foundation of cards of the game before. And... I said I didn't know what I was going to play when I came to Regionals today, and that is that is very true. I had intended to bring... When I woke up this morning, I decided to bring a non-aligned deck that forces the opponent to lose 25 points using a Mona Lisa since it's of Memory swap, try to get some bonus points with Dr. Tolian Sorin, and then... It uses holograms, Borg, and Androids in the Alpha Quadrant to uh, to get some free plays. The draws are a little spotty. It uses some kind of janky stuff to get draws. Nothing too solid, but I thought that the 25 point swing from bonus points would be enough to give me an edge. I'm kind of glad I didn't go with that. The only reason being one of those games, it wouldn't have mattered. However, as it ended up turning out, the uh, ace in the hole for this tournament turned out to be probably probably lack of, uh, loss of orbital stability. We'll get into that probably in a later episode and the good and bad things about that card. And I know I've talked about it before, but it did get me to win one game, and it didn't hurt in my other two. At least I don't think it did. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a fun card. So... I was ready to go with this deck. I thought, yeah, 25-point swing, high-attribute uh, high, high attribute guys, reasonable amount of skills, guys that can't die in holograms. I'm feeling good about this. Not only that, I had also been able to play the deck one time. Uh, and that's great. I don't get a lot of chances to play one so when I have something that I know I've used before and felt good about, that's something I'm, I'm proud of. And also, it gives me confidence to bring it to high-level event like regional so I was set to go and then I thought oh boy well I don't know what if there's Borg what if there's non-aligned hate which I'm not too worried about what if I don't draw into what I need what if I don't get to play enough cards is there enough do I have enough answers for other things that can come up in these games and I just decided no no it wasn't the deck to take I had built uh, just this last week, I was inspired by uh, Dan Madison's show on Road to World, and he had mentioned that Bjorn Resistance Cell is probably the thing to beat, and I said, yep, that's, that's absolutely it. So I had built a deck that got around using a treaty with them, because I thought that was the weak point of Bjorn Resistance Cell right now. Bjorn Resistance Cell doesn't work well enough on its own to be viable as a deck on its own. Now, someone can contradict me on that, please do. But typically the builds I make with it mix it with Federation in some interesting way. But I gotta use a treaty for that. Uh, usually I go Mirror with that, uh, Mirror Terran Empire. So I, I, I'd i been playing decks against uh, Jason and he usually had an answer for a treaty. <laughs> For in some way or another. There's lots of cards that nerf treaties that you may not be fully aware of. And uh, it, 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 the first time, I, I had played a Bajoran Federation mix using Hereby Invitation at my last tournament. And the only reason I lost was because my treaty got nerfed early on. And so I said, no, I'm, I'm done with that. Uh, we need something to, take, to keep that treaty safe. I didn't want to spend the seed card on it, I guess. And so... And I also didn't want to deal with Nors. Uh, too many variables with Nors uh, right now, unfortunately. So, so I built this deck. It was uh, Bajorans for Bajorans, or you know, Bajoran resistance cell plus Bajorans. Cool, right? And so, the inspiration for that was I went through Emissary and combed it and and said, what can I use with Bajoran resistance cell? And there's not much. Uh, I thought maybe I can use the Circle for a little while and just, oh, they don't have resistance? Okay, well, you know, um, I'll play some guys with the circle for free, and then I'll play the resistance guys later. Um, but it, it just wasn't worth it. it. Too much hassle, too many moving parts. So I said, screw it. Uh, look, I looked at Bajor for Bajorans, and boom, yeah, there you go. So I don't like Surprise Party because it gives my opponents draws. I don't like Traveler Transcendence because it can give my opponent draws. And all I don't like Kibas Fajo collector for the same reason. So I said, oh look at this. This is great. This is exactly what I need. A card that rewards me for playing Bajorans only. No one online, just Bajorans. So that was the impetus. That was the linchpin right there. It said, I said, hey, okay, let's do this. And so I built that deck and I I had a solid core, like a 60 card core of cards, and I built a ton of drawing into it. I even put surprise party in there, even though I hate it. It's just two draws, and I said, well, whatever. So, you got Surprise Party, you got Bejor for Bajorans, you got New Frontiers, because I gotta go, I want to go to the Gamma Quadrant and solve a mission there. I use, uh, it's um, Eng Leader, Physics, and Strength Grid in 34. It's a Dominion-fed mission, but I use Espionage Cards to allow me to play on it, or to, you know, whatever. And I use the new Wormhole to get there quickly. I got the... Uh, assigned Mission Specialist is a Mission Specialist that has Nav and Science for Bajor, or for Bajorans. All my Bajorans are Deep Space Nine, so I use New Recruits. Not New Recruits. Uh, yeah, that's a card that I'm going to... Oh, my God. Uh, we screwed up on that, I think, in design. So, uh, another topic for another day. So, <laughs> so yeah, I've got uh, Bajor for Bajorans. I've got New Frontiers, whatever that card is, uh, draw four. And I've got the Celestial Temple. I've got Duck Blind. I'm drawing cards on my yin-yang. So, uh, yeah. I, at some points, I think I was drawing five cards a turn. Now, it takes a while. you got to set it up, and it takes a while to get everything going. But once you do... And I thought, wow. Okay, with all these draws, A, I've got to be worried about Scorched Hand. Fortunately, it didn't come up in any of my games. Uh, but at the same time, I thought, well... You know what that means? That means I can throw in some interrupts and uh, use those interrupts to... Uh, do some meta-checking. So, uh, first things first, I threw in uh, Lost World Stability times 2, maybe times 3, because that's an annoying stall card that is just just good enough. It, it, it worked in every single game to stop a ship for one turn. And it's not Temporal Rift. Temporal Rift is a joke, and thank goodness it got banned. It's not Wormhole, which is also annoying. It's not Temporal Rift using uh, weird time travel jankiness to get people into the Mirror Quadrant, so that's good too, uh, and that card's banned anyway. No, this is just a card that says you're at a planet? Well, here's your choice. <laughs> you can either move your ship at the start of your turn as your first action. I can't respond to that. I don't think this is a reasonable response to that. So you can move your card and forget. just give up all your free plays if you're stuck at that planet. Or you can stay there, but you're going to be sticking around for another turn, unless you brought another ship. And most decks have a lot of ships in it. So this is a good card to stall out the opponent early in the game or at very opportune times, unless your opponent's playing Borg, in which case he kind of gets jacked, especially if he's playing the Becoming. So, yeah, uh, a card designed... (laughs) That card is so good against Borg right now, it's not even funny. And, uh... At the same time, I threw in the devil. You know, if you're playing a treaty, well, haha. And I threw in uh, hidden fighters to get ships. Lots and lots of ships. I had tons of ships in the deck. I also. Wow, what a dick. All right. um, Passing on the left is illegal, guys. And you almost hit that truck. So maybe he's really late for his plane. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's the fun of recording on the road. Wow. Lots of uh, dick drivers today. All right. Uh, This is the discard pile? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, So I threw in all these interrupts as responses for things, uh, meta choices, uh, anything that I thought could maybe help me out in a pinch. Uh, There were some other things I threw in that I can't remember right now. Uh, And, of course, as Bajorans, they have the only interrupt that can grab cards from the discard pile and put them on top of the deck right now. Uh, all the other cards I can do that I think are events, or dig, or anything like that. So, Souls of the Dead, uh, great card, <laughs> great freaking card. And so, you you are, you know, I need another ship, grab a Hidden Fighter, I need to stall you another turn, grab another Lost Orbital Stability, and so on and so forth. Uh, so, I felt solid about this deck, however, I never played it before. I built it a week ago, and did a little test drawing and said, cool, I can draw a ton of cards. Let's throw some interrupts in here for meta choices and whatnot and go for it. And sure enough, I screwed up. My ASP ended up being in the deck. I had to draw for it. So huh, uh, it came up at some opportune time that I was able to download the third secure science I needed for scientific method. Thank goodness. But... Uh, yeah, uh, I was that that hurt me, and that's the sort of thing that you have to shake out by by doing one playtest game of a deck before a tournament. Uh, thankfully, I think that was the only mistake I made, but I lived with it through the entire tournament, and uh, I went two and one, which is good. I felt good about that. Um, the one game maybe could have swung another way. The deck was bulky. I can think of some things that I need to switch it up, but the choice of a deck before a tournament. Is really what we're talking about here, and gosh, I had I had three decks on tap. The non-aligned one I talked about. I had a Federation Bajoran one, the hereby invitation one I talked about earlier, and then this one. And I knew hereby invitation was good. It has some loss of orbital stabilities in it for some stalling. It's got the Lynchpin uh, t- Treaty, and it doesn't even start out in play. Huh. I think I have to go get it if I'm not mistaken. Um, I've got to draw the Defiant if I'm worried about the the station being taken over. And I just, it's good. It's a great deck. And then I had a fourth deck too, which was Bajoran TOS that I think Nathan Miracle made. And I just, it was good. But again, it's the same problem. And it's not me, and it's a good deck, but I've seen it lose. I knew it could lose to one of the players who was there today. And so I said, no, you know, mm, let's try this. Let's try this meta choice deck. And so, it's what I went with, and it's what I lived with, and it was okay. I still had a great time. Uh, even if, <laughs> after the tournament, uh, two of the local guys said, you know, I don't want to play Trek anymore, uh, in some, to some degree. I'm not trying to misrepresent their opinions here. But uh, they were pretty fed up by some of the choices and decks that came out. Uh, regardless, you know, I had a great time. And uh, in my next podcast, I'm going to talk about what happened in the games. And, you know, here's the lesson. <laughs> you know, first of all, if you can play a lot and know what you're good at, take that. You know, take something you're familiar with. That's why I went with Relativity in second edition. It's my favorite deck. I've won tournaments with it. And, and that's, you know, and that's a feat right there. I've, I haven't won a one. I, the last time I won a one-e tournament, I won it with some Cardassian thing. And it was okay. I was, you know, I barely won that tournament. And I just wasn't ready, again, to bring that out. I, you know, Maybe that was the deck I should have brought. It's won a tournament before. It might be able to do it again. But I knew there's, there's, there's still problems. You know, I miss this office, still has problems. i got to make sure my opponent doesn't take over. And with the recent errata of uh, Continuing Mission, I wasn't sure what to bring again. And everyone was feeling this. Uh, even uh, a couple of my opponents were like, yeah, you know, because of Continuing Mission, We didn't know what to bring either, so, you know, we just brought something solid or something that uh, cornered other things. One person brought a patrol neutral zone 6 space mission, and sure enough, it's been a while since I played with all available personnel, but now I'm like, oh, man, that's a good card, and this would have given me a 50-point thing. He ended up not winning uh, my game, unfortunately, Uh, but, you know, I had, (laughs) that's, and I know I've thought about, you know, the all available personnel, this is great, you know, but no, just wasn't in the cards for me. And you know, he's gonna need 140 points, so what, right? You know, he solves all space, and I've got to self seed four of my planet dilemmas. You know, this is terrible, or not self seed them, but uh, uh, put them as uh, miss seeds and that sort of thing. And ugh, whatever. Um, so <laughs> anyway, I think I've talked exhaustively about this deck that I picked. And um, so be it. And that's a choice you all have to make when you decide what to take to a regional. Spend a little time, prepare, play against the fishbowl if you can't do anything else. Do playtesting, test, test, test. Try new things in uh, in friendly games. I think is is really the thing. Um, and I know that's a contradiction to what I did, but. Also be aware of your meta, and make the choice. If the meta says, well, you're going to need a treaty nerfer, put it in. Uh, Maybe put it into something you feel good about. But if you're drawing a ton of cards, you know, it's okay to add a couple of extra cards, because you know you're eventually going to get to what you need. And boy, oh boy, did I have some slow starts in my games, but I ended up coming back. And, you know, so what, right? Um, One is at a point where, you know, it's okay to bring a deck that can't win in eight turns Still, I think. At least to a local tournament, if not to just a local game. You do have to still be considerate, uh, you still have to consider, you know, what what are you going to do against a player who can win in eight turns? And, I don't know, um, is, is, that's the sort of deck you should be bringing, I guess, but hopefully you've brought enough answers to their responses of, oh, I threw a bunch of disruptor overloads at the deck, too. Yeah, so what? All right, whatever. Uh, so just be prepared go with something you know but at the same time know your meta and if you uh, come prepared consider what you're doing and hopefully you're going to come up uh, above 50% and if you're really lucky and you know what you're doing you could maybe take the whole thing I'm happy with 3rd out of 6 it my second game that I lost it could have gone I'm going to say it could have gone either way but He did have a strong deck, and maybe I just didn't have the right setup and things happen. and I had to get lucky. and uh, Yeah, keep your deck slim, folks, (laughs) if you can. But if not, uh, just draw a lot. All right, I'm going to end it here. Uh, Questions, comments, or concerns, you can be call at 267-CALL-CPJ. Shoot me a PM at CorbinQ27 on the message boards, or drop me a line at CorbinJohnsonME.com. Until next time, this is Cor... Until next time, this is Corman Johnson signing off, saying so long and thanks for all the Trek. This podcast is released under...